Welcome all, this is Justin Lomnes, the Lunatic Libertarian Podcast, the place to engage lunatic ideas about freedom, building skill sets, encouraging individual tangible knowledge, self-sufficiency, and engaging all of humanity, regardless of political affiliation, sex, race, color, creed, pronoun, preference, social economic background, or any label, title, or category you choose to affiliate yourself with. We appreciate all the knowledge for the better of all mankind, and we thank you for listening to The Lunatic Libertarian. This is The Lunatic Libertarian, running strong podcast every night. Going to do a huge podcast dump this uh, Saturday morning, most likely. It'll be every podcast I've dropped day this week. And uh, it's going to be awesome. Just got off the muddy with uh, Spike Cohen, the Libertarian vice presidential candidate. And now I am joined by the South Jersey Libertarian. How's it going, Eric? I'm going well. Yourself? That was a- yeah, it's just another day in paradise, sir. Yeah, it was a pretty short Zoom, but, you know, <laughs> but it was still good. So what do you think about uh, Stephen Witt? running for his uh, school board, uh, District 6, out in uh, South Carolina. I hope he gets it. And uh, I need to find out where I'm moving, whether I think it's going to be 2023. The mayor is up. I might try to run out there, but I don't don't know how that's going to (laughs) go. Well, if you can do it, you can do it. I cannot run for any political office. Uh, it's too bad i am um, been labeled a felon, and that makes me a lunatic, which means that I can't run for public office. So, so it is what it is, but yeah. I will be the chairman of uh, Champion the Libertarian Movement as far as the radio waves are concerned. So, um, Eric. Anything else you got to say as far as the muddy zoom? Uh, how do you enjoy interacting about the inflation rate that we have going on right now? The uh, oh, you, you mean the, uh, the the Putin price hike? Well, I didn't say that. You <laughs> said that. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's pretty. Uh, oh yeah, I, we can swear on this show, right? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. I mean, it's like you know. I just got a $2 an hour raise and uh, it still ain't nothing because the the money in my wallet ain't worth shit. Well, remember that those uh, $10 bills are the new $1 bills. Yeah. Or the new $100 bill is the new $1 bill. I don't know. I yeah, was going to do a meme about Floyd Mayweather with all those dollar, $100 bills sitting on that uh, table and I was going to put two bubbles up. Milk or bread? I mean, it's like, you know, like my S10 is a 13, 13.6 gallon tank, I believe. And, uh, you know, with 89 octane, $10 used to take you from you can't see the needle to over full. And now like 40 bucks is three quarters of a tank, you know. <laughs> it's like so that 40 is the new 10. <laughs> Yeah, but if you can take uh, crude oil and understand the refinery process, yeah, because it's a high, it, 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 the filtration is what you need. Um, but 
we can go into a whole rabbit hole with uh, refining fuels from cru- from actual crude oil or even recycled fuels such as uh, vegetable oil or anything like that because biodiesel doesn't only apply to a diesel engine. You can use the fuel as long as you refine it enough to uh, make it burn, but yet the only problem with it is uh, stixation and contaminating the injectors. Yeah, because like with my uh, my eighty three uh, diesel with a six point two, the uh, Detroit, I have a small fuel cell in the bed that gets uh, that gets the actual diesel fuel. My big tank gets the uh, gets the recycled oil, and uh, I have it set up so that you know when you turn the key, it'll start on diesel fuel, and then when you turn the key off, it runs for about two minutes to cycle the diesel fuel that way you don't have that crap gelling in your uh in your injectors and your lines and your pumps and all that well that vehicle also yeah. has to be ran yeah there's no question it actually has to be run uh just like a fryer has to be ran unless yep. uh you want to see the fucking oil coagulate uh yeah, but... it is what it is yeah yeah well i mean that's it's also got the heated i'm like i'm so used to being on camera right now i'm like doing but uh, no, I got the um, it's, it's got the heated tank that the uh, the vegetable oil goes in, so that's ran off the coolant line. So you, once that warms up, it'll switch over to uh, to that. I mean, like I'll only put maybe. Do you the, run a preheater at all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The the, the lot the uh, f- the uh, recycled fuel gets uh, heated before before the uh, kit kicks over. It was a uh, kit that I bought 15 years ago that surprisingly everything still works. <laughs> well, people think that this yeah. is new technology. There's yeah. nothing new about it. There's no. absolutely zero new about it. It's actually 120-year-old technology really yeah. get down to the nitty-gritty. Because when you were talking about running off a of hemp oil, when Henry Ford built that entire hemp vehicle, engine, chassis, cab and body and drivetrain and everything was ran it was all hemp even the yeah. tires were hemp i mean and like the fuel yeah like the you other... have to refine it enough to actually burn it yeah the other thing is a lot of people think that uh electric cars are new some of the earliest cars were electric or steam yeah but you know the you... problem with steam back in the days you couldn't stop it right you can get it going you just couldn't stop it yeah jay Jay Leno's done a few videos on his uh, his steam. Was it Stanley Steamer? I couldn't tell you the actual name. Yeah. I'd be uh, ignorant to say if I could. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean. But I've seen on uh, my classic car. Yeah. Uh, with the fucking uh, Wally Wheels mustache. Uh, <laughs> God, what's his name? I I, I can see. I, right I can't remember it. I'm just saying everybody can visualize that shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and just turning a knob and turning the steam up if you wanted to go faster. The thing is, is that you only had a handbrake back then. Right. Now you can actually use like um, kinetic braking or uh, anything like that. So it, it it's a system that you could run more efficiently and you can use steam more efficiently for your home and i want to talk about that just in the next segment we're talking about automobiles right now and the practicality yeah. of running them on steam 
Uh, all you gotta do is fill your fuel tank and fill your water tank. And how you heat the fuel and preserve it into turning water into steam, uh, uh, your energy loss is uh, only in your construction. So if you can create a vehicle that runs off of steam, do that. Right. Because you can produce steam to your fuel side and your braking side. I mean, the one one place I worked, the uh, boilers that ran you know, steam for the entire uh, plant, uh, they had uh, exhaust pipes that would also, you know, you'd have, they would run pretty much all the time. They put little uh, turbines in it and they were running the office off, off the excess steam from the boilers. Well, and that's what I was going to get into. Yeah. That's a perfect fucking segue into what I was going to say about the housing. So if you have an external boiler unit that is plumbed into your home, and if you're in a, a rural area or even into an old urban area where boiler systems were incorporated in mass uh, back in the day, you're talking 1910s, 1920s, 1930s, as far as heating and fueling that home over the course of time. So it, it's it's quite amazing what water can do for a human being. Yeah. Uh, it, but if you have a recycler system, which is a self-contained system, if anybody doesn't know that, it's where you will reaccumulate the water and Because uh, the physics of water never changes. As long as it's a sealed system, you're never going to lose anything. Hence our radiator systems or our cooling systems on our cars or our HVAC systems on our cars. You know, as long as the seals are tight, you're not going to do anything. But if it's a closed loop, it, it would all be sweated with the proper insulation and everything else to make it thermal efficient. And you can run your electricity, your heating, and everything off of a boiler system. Now, how you fuel it is up to you. Wood, coal, uh, pallets, you know, brush, leftovers, whatever. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, uh, you're like where you're at, Wisconsin. Your uh, climate's quite a bit different than it is here in southern New Jersey. I think probably we're probably the same for about eighty percent of the year, but that twenty percent. I mean, I remember working out there, you know, negative sixty degree winds and stuff like that in the uh, in the winter. Yeah, twenty thirteen, winter twenty thirteen. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I was out there right with you. I was putting wheel seals in and uh, oils coming out like molasses, doing uh, Thermo King reefer services, working for Dickinson Fleet Services. Right. But um, like one of the big things I think they that people are missing out on right now is heat pumps. I think heat pump is another good technology that we're not utilizing. I mean, anybody that's got a window shaker unit, all you need is that reversing valve. And that thing can also put heat in, into your room. Same thing with like the big, uh, your big AC unit for like a central AC unit. You know, you only need to, I think, down to, I think it's like negative 15 degrees Celsius. They will beat a normal like gas system. But once you get down below that, that's when, uh, when like you would need like a backup unit. So like, up where you're at, you would definitely need a backup unit. Here, we might. Get... Well, it depends on the square footage first. Yeah. 
Yeah, because the COP on them is pretty, they're getting pretty damn good. Well, any system, it, it all depends on and how you're trying to. Now, if you're energy efficient, depending on how much uh, sunlight you get in your home, depending on how much square footage you have, depending on how much external uh, fluxation of uh, in and out air and your barometric pressure changes and stuff like that, depending on how your home's set up, will determine on how you're going to run your AC unit or your HVAC system. Right. You know, you got hot spots, cold spots, all kinds of shit that you have to factor in, especially with how much refrigerant you're going to be pumping to be most thermodynamically efficient. Right. How much moisture can I remove from the system? And then how much uh, cool air can I pump back into it? Pretty much. Yeah. Because people think that you're pumping cold air into a, a enclosed space. And the reality is that you're removing the hot air from that space. Right. You're, you're like the name heat pump, you know, suggests you're pumping the heat from inside to outside and vice versa. If you correct. Yeah. Well, refrigeration units are used to heat a product on, uh, depending on application with produce and stuff like that. It's not just a cooling system. Right. It's like, that's one of the areas where, like I believe it would make more sense to burn the natural gas to br- produce the electricity to run the heat pumps than it does to actually pump, pump for the most part the natural gas into the home. Well, all you need is flammable fuel, right? Yeah. So uh, wouldn't you just use the methane or anything that's coming off your compost? Yeah. I mean, that's if you're doing self-sustained. Well, absolutely. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about self-sustained systems and self-controlled yeah. systems that are uh, self-reliant, and all you have to do is produce the fuel. So, uh, if you were going to produce methane fuel, yeah, you would just use you'd use whatever whatever flammable stuff you can. Well, yeah. it, if you were using a composter, let's say, right, and and. Then- and a, a, a charge chamber for uh, the gases that came off of that. And then you uh, use a Venturi, let's say, and a small air pump. Let's say you pump up the PSI probably like 10 pounds. And then push it through a Venturi, and the Venturi uh, uh, triples that velocity. And then it's 30 pounds, depending on what size uh, orifice you're using. Right, because you can pump it up any any psi that you want without with only using a small end pump on one end, and then you're just uh, constricting the orifice on the other end to to create velocity. Right. So you know, so if you if you let let's say the physics is ten times. So if you have a, a two psi pump on the one end, ten times that is twenty psi on the other end. You should be able to create enough velocity with that uh, methane gas that's coming off that air chamber to say, hey, because your air chamber is your reservoir. You have the facilitator, which is the compost pile. Then it accumulates into this air chamber, and then you have a pump that pumps out that, and then it goes through another tube, and then it goes through an orifice, and then it goes to your delivery point. And then I'm sure that with the, the rush as far as the velocity or speed in which you're creating with it, and then whatever uh, f- f- uh, f- 
what is it, ignition point it has. I don't know what the multiplication of it is when you increase velocity and stuff like that, but you have a viable fuel there. Right. I'm not even going to pretend like I really have a lot of knowledge on this subject. This is one of areas where I, I know it exists, but I haven't done a lot of research on it. Well, I mean, yeah, it depends yeah. on what you're using as fuel. You can use manure, yeah. you can use composting, you can use... Right. As long as you have a, a, an abundance in a small space, right? There and was, then you can... I'd say, God, it had to be like 2007, 2008, maybe even a little earlier. I remember watching a video of this guy that had a, you know, a dairy farm. And he had this whole setup for collecting manure that he he used some chemical to to separate out the methane that got pumped into a uh right into an old diesel engine yeah that was running as a generator correct i don't i don't remember the process of how he did that but well I, i'm taking fragments of uh implementation of uh, information that i've seen over yeah. the course of my lifetime and i'm using what i know as far as my implemented knowledge as far as diesel engines and uh, EGR systems that use Venturi's or even uh, vacuum systems that use Venturi's or whatever. The thing is, is that you can have a hypothesis in your head if you can implement it. Great. Well, my hypothesis is that all you need is a central boiler for any home. Yeah. Central boiler that needs a fuel source. And it can run your heat, your central air, because all your central air is running a, an, an electric source to run the fan and the compressor and can control the thermostat. Everything else is a closed-loop system as far as refrigerant. Right. And switches. Sensors and switches. My bad. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like, like the system I use. Um, me and my uncle share a shop, and uh, we set it up that we use uh, used engine oil for heat. Yeah, you know, we you know we save all because like I do lawnmowers, he does vehicles, and uh, you're talking waste oil. Yeah, waste oil. We just use the uh, old oil that we took out of stuff. That's what we use. Yeah, you know, we burn that for heat in the shop and uh that could very easily be turned into you know like you're saying like a heat pump system or even if we we could even run a diesel engine off of that for the generator have you ever looked into the dermal engines from the uh actually the first and the second world war of multi-fuel engines yeah yeah and you can get them cheap with zero hours in a fucking crate, it's a brand new engine, and you're just like, "What? It's just been sitting around for fucking ninety years." <laughs> That's just one of the things where it's like, "Good luck getting parts if you need them." You don't need parts. Yeah, they're brand new. Yeah, and they run for two, three, four million miles, and they'll burn anything. Right. You just got to change the filters and take care of them. Well, they haven't ran. They're preserved in oil, never ran, never even been opened. 
production military grade multi fueled and diesel engines. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, like I'm used to stuff like where, like you'll have like a brand new engine that's been sitting around for a long time, and then you need every gasket in the <laughs> in the engine except for like the head gasket because the oil pan leaks, the rear main seal, the front main seal. Valve no, these stuff, are yeah. all airlock sealed engines. Yeah, that's one thing that people don't understand when you buy from Dermo. They're all airlock sealed engines. Yeah, protected environments. That is definitely something we might want to look into then. <laughs> They're cheap. Yeah. Yeah, because you just like, need a federal license to buy them. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, something I don't have. <laughs> well, I don't want to apply for them. I'm a felon, and they're gonna fuck with me. Yeah. I mean, like I know, like from Japan, you can get like low mile uh, car engines because once they hit a certain point, they're considered beyond uh, road legal. And my son is sticking his hand under the door. Well, that's imperialism for you. Yeah. You won't, it, you you can't drive this vehicle for this period of time because the government said so, which fucking blows. Yeah. Uh, hold on one second. What do you need, Luke? You can open the door and tell me what you need. Luke Skywalking. That's up to that's all up to her. Over the libertarian libertarians. Lunatic libertarian. Okay, Luke, I'll be out there in a few minutes. Just close the door. I'll be out there in a few minutes. Lunatic libertarian. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. I have children myself. How old right. your son? Uh, five. Uh, I need to take my headphones off and walk over and close the door. Give me one sec. <laughs> ah, now I'm caught in the mic. Sound check one that, two. That's one of those doors. <laughs> that's one of them doors that droops when it opens. <laughs> so you got lift up on it to close, and he couldn't do that. All right, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. We're not in the live broadcasting yet. I can still okay. edit all this out. It's not an issue. <laughs> As I say, that's the most professional. Uh... <laughs> yeah. That's actually why I don't do live broadcasting. Oh, to okay. tell you the truth, Eric, is because then I can edit all this shit out. Because yeah. it's not a face-to-face -face interview. I'm just talking to somebody remotely. Yeah, this is I, excellent. I was kind of expecting it to be on Zoom. But, oh, uh, anchor, yeah. anchor, anchor. I need to. Uh, I, I need to uh, sign up for Anchor, but I need to. Uh, I need to actually well, get my shit started. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny that uh, Matt Wright was like, "Well, uh, how do you get your people? How do you get your shit looked at?" And it's like, well. You got to have something that people want to actually see, you know, and yeah. I'm not I'm not the one to say that I have any kind of real uh, influence or information on this. I have uh, only my views. I'm not going to I'm not going to disclose my views on here, but, you know, I have my views. You yep. know, I'm a very uh, low key lunatic libertarian that a lot of people don't want to listen to because I say shit that uh, most people don't want to hear. And hence, I'm a lunatic. But I'm going to talk to libertarians that are running for Congress or uh, the House of Representatives, regardless of if it's a state seat or it's a federal seat. 
So like, what it's kind of funny that uh, the first interview that I had was uh, uh, the U.S. congressional seat that's running in uh, Wisconsin against uh, Gallagher. And I actually live in that district, and that's how I met him. Yeah, I the one thing that I suck at is I suck at debate because, uh, like, I'm one of the like rather than like. Well, what is their debate though, Eric? Well, no, what is no, their no. debate? Well, no, I'm saying like if I'm if I'm talking to say a Democrat from my town, you know, what's the public policy? Right. What's the, what's 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 the actual legislation say? Right, but what I'm saying is like you know. Like a lot of you guys, you can pull this knowledge like boom, boom, boom out of your head. Like sometimes, like I can't think of that shit on the spot. Then and, have notes. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, you know, fuck you, you know. That, no, that's... pull it up. Yeah. Have it, have it, have it. If you ha- if you're doing it from a desktop, it's much easier than yeah. if you're doing it from a tablet. Right. Just have your apps open or your your fucking pages open and say, here's the state legislation. Here's the criminal code. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I just got to get... Can, are you at a desktop right uh, now? Yeah, I've actually got three monitors in front of me right now. All right, do me a favor and Google uh, um, Wisconsin State Legislation. I hope Wisconsin State, State Legislation. Okay. Uh, possession of a fire... And... One of the first things that pops up is possession of a firearm while intoxicated. Okay. Well, uh, actually, it's definition of a firearm. I'm sorry, not possession. Definition of a firearm. Oh. Firearm means weapon that acts by force of gunpowder to fire a projectile regardless of whether it's inoperable due to or whether it is inoperable due to disassembly. Okay, now is there, a, is there a link to that? Is there a link to the nine forty one that section? Uh, yeah. All right. Now remember, what letter is that? Is it C, A, B, or C? Uh, well, so that's bringing me to. Okay, no, that's nine forty one twenty eight. Uh, number five. Okay. Now click the link that goes to the Wisconsin State Legislature, and that fucking thing does not exist. Huh. Yeah, I don't see any links on that. It just shows. Uh, well, if you were to go to WisconsinStateLegislation.gov. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm at docs.legistwisconsin.gov. Yep. There is nothing that says anything of what you saw on Google, correct? Well, no, it's right here. Uh, 941.28, possession of a short barrel. Ch- oh, that's. That's a uh, possession of short-barreled shotgun or short-barreled rifle, and then it says any firearm seized under this section is subject to 96820-3. And firearm means a weapon. Yeah, you know, what I just said. State apparently state versus Rardit, Rardon, 185 something. But yeah. That's yeah. That's number yes nine forty one twenty eight under section five. Okay. Yeah, I can actually pull that up. Actually, I can bring that up as a PDF even. 
Oh, but I'm I'm saying yeah. is it on the actual website where you can go to that yeah. criminal code right now? Yeah. Oh, because uh, I did the same experiment uh, with Jack Casey two days ago, and it wasn't there. Uh, here, I can. Uh... It's coming your way. It's uh, 940. Hopefully, it comes up the way it came up here, but it's 948. 941.28, and then under number five. But it's but that's talking about a short-barreled shotgun or short-barreled rifle, and rifle means oh no 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 Eric. Yeah. What I'm saying is, can you find the exact same definition in the Wisconsin in the Wisconsin Criminal Code? Oh, the Criminal Code. I don't know. Because I'm because I'm on this website here. Well, it's 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 the, you're looking at the criminal code. That's Wisconsin state legislation, right? <clears throat> My question is: Is can you say you, you see that exact same definition as a projectile by force of explosion? The same number, the same everything. It is not there. Okay. Where else am I supposed to like? Where am I supposed to look for that? At? I mean, you said I'm in the what's criminal the, code. What's the definition of a firearm? If you were to possess a firearm, there is no definition of a firearm, right? Because you said it's a projectile by use of an explosion. Yeah. By yeah, that that if you were actually look up that same number, it does not exist there. The same de- definition does not exist because it actually skips that. Criminal code. Yeah. That brings up the same website, though. Yeah, it's, it, it's, yeah. it's the same website, but that number does not exist. It's... Uh, when you look up that that same legislation as far as, okay, what is the definition of a fireman? You will never read it in the criminal code of the Wisconsin State Legislation on their website as far as a projectile that is propulsed by an explosion. Okay. And that was my only point. Okay. No, because the only thing I'm saying is I looked it up as legislature or legislature legislation and as criminal code and it brought me the same paragraph saying the exact same thing that's all yeah but yeah and when i when i did with jack casey yesterday it wasn't there because you can look up on google and it'll say it all day right but when you look up on the actual website it's not there but if it's there for you i have a problem because i live in this state and it's not there for me Okay, yeah, because it's right there for me. <laughs> Which is bizarre. And Jack Casey couldn't see it yesterday. Yeah, because I mean... Or no, it wasn't yesterday, it was the day before, it was on Tuesday. Yeah, so I could probably... Uh, you know what, I could change my VPN, come out of Wisconsin, 
maybe. Uh, actually, they they don't have any of Wisconsin. It's all good, man. It's yeah. not a problem, man. Yeah. The thing is that you can see it. It's 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 an experiment I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, Jack Casey couldn't see it. Yeah, because I was able to pull it, pull it right up, which was weird. Well, he pulled it up on Google, but when he went in, when did the actual website for the Wisconsin State Legislature, it wasn't there. Okay. <laughs> when I put, when I try and pull it up, it ain't there. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, what did you think of uh, the question that I asked Spike about uh, skill sets and uh, inflation potentially reaching thirty percent in this country? Just so, like it hit London in the seventies, thirty percent inflation. Uh, look, it's looking possible. And you know, like I was telling uh, Stephen Dewitt, you know, like the way we're building up our shop right now, like. You know, like I, I build half of my own tools right now. You know, it's like I'm getting to the point where, like, I've had customers that were like, hey, you know, where'd you get that tool? It's like, I, I made it. <laughs> you know, hey, can you make me one? But, like, uh, a, how much money you got? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, in, but currently, like, I have, you know, like, I have a friend that has a tow truck. You know, he, I've done some work for him. And he'll he'll tow a vehicle for me if I need it, you know. Like we we like we're we've been bartering. Like me and this friend have been bartering for close to twenty years now. Like I don't think there's ever been a point in time where cash has changed hands between me or him. Like I used to use his lift all the time. I'd bring him pizza, or I would do computer work for for his uh, sister or whatever. You know, I think. They they are right about there's a limit to what you can barter, but if you have the people that are in your particular skill sets that you need, bartering is fantastic. Well, it just depends on the individual and how many yeah. skill sets they have. Right. My whole argument with Spike is, um, I'm a Renaissance man. Um, if if you need a house built, uh, I know how to use a square, a saw. Whether it's manual or electric or uh, pneumatic, uh, it doesn't matter. So uh, you want a house built? All right. Uh, you want to actually chemically create glass. Uh, what's the chemical composite? Okay, we need this much sand to this much electrical impulse to this much. What the fuck? It's uh, some kind of crystalline structure. Can't remember the name right now, but uh, I will find it and I will mention it on another podcast. Um, uh, if you want something welded, if you want something uh, mechanically fixed, you need to know uh, how uh, HVAC systems work. Do you want to actually work on a wind turbine? Do you want to work on a turbine for uh, what? It, let's say it's an impeller system. So you know you got a stator, an impeller, you got a compressor. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. It's you know, if you're talking supercharger systems or forced air induction. Or whatever it may be. I mean, I, I've worked on it all. If you want to talk about uh, capacitor systems or 12 volts or 24 or uh, 110, 120, 
uh, I worked on it all. It's it's it, it, it it's kind of funny because uh, when I talk to people, uh, it, you, are you talking about? Because uh, I was talking about actually going out and uh, uh, looking at junkyards for big truck and trying to find every Johnson G two body that was ever made and ripping the generators out of the motherfuckers because they're two thirty generators. They're like $8,000 a piece, and they're just sitting in junkyards. They're low RPM generators, too. You know, like 2,200 RPMs. You don't have to spin them that fast. Damn, I might need to look for a couple of them myself. They're they're $8,000 a piece, man. Yeah. They're not cheap. They're used on all PTO uh, reefer system for co-plates because they were the electric... Uh, Systems that you're supposed to say, oh, yeah, this is environmentally friendly. Hmm. This is back in the early 2000s, too, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, because I'm like, I'm always walking through, uh, through you pull it yards, you know, it's like. Uh, I told my father, if I had six of them, I could generate enough electricity to run my own shop. He's like, really? I said, yeah, it'd probably uh, be able to generate over 30,000 kilowatts of energy every day per hour. Huh. Yeah, every day. And you, yeah. depending on your battery setup, you use volt system. It's more efficient for transfer with a capacitance system for storage and another battery system for output. You stabilize it on both ends. Yeah. I might have, I, yeah, I'm going to have to look for them. <laughs> but um, speaking of like generator stuff, I got a weird question for you because this is something that. Well, that's three phase yeah, also. Yeah. Because there's something that nobody can seem to answer for me. And uh, the only thing I can figure is it's just a piece of shit generator. <laughs> But I've got like I have a inverter generator. It's supposed to be sixty five hundred watts, five thousand watt uh, continuous. What's the problem? So when I run my little flux core welder on it, okay, I get about three quarters of an inch of feed. Kicks the inverter. It doesn't kick the circuit breaker. It kicks the inverter. Now I have a a generac generator. 3,200 watt peak. I can sit there and run that welder all day on that. Then I just run it on that motherfucker. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, but it's like, it, it's annoying that the big one, whether I run it off the 30 amp circuit or off the 20 amp circuit, yeah, I'm like, I, I don't know if it's just because the, uh, they're, it's an inverter welder. It just doesn't like it or what the fuck, <laughs> you know? Damn thing just. I, I've hated that generator since day one, but I, I should. They have probably been. have some circuitry bullshit built yeah. in for one ten. Yeah. They can't yeah. handle that amperage load. Yeah, because I have a breakout cable to make it. What's you know, it? But is it? What's what's the circuit breaker set for? Thirty amp. I ran it off a of thirty amp, which is the uh, you know the twist lock plug, and I've also ran it off the uh, twenty amp. But the uh, the Generac, they're thirteen amp, uh, they're thirteen amp breakers. Not even uh, they're not even fifteen amp. 
it'll sit there and run that thing all day. It's like, and and I, it's like I'm a small engine guy. I should know this shit. <laughs> you know? No, yeah. I don't. I, I don't think. Yeah, they're there's right something into... different with this. There, there's obviously difference, yeah. but the ampers load at peak yeah. power somewhere. Yeah, because like I said, it's not the circuit breaker that kicks; it's the inverter that kicks out on it. So I think it's just a crappy inverter that they used on it. It's got to be. It's an internal protection system. I would just stop using it. For that. Yeah, I, well, I stopped using it for most things. <laughs> I mainly use it for the shop lights because the uh, LEDs don't like the other generator. I just use an M18 battery for shop lights. Yeah, that. That's one way to go. But I mean, where I'm at now, I got actual like three phase power, so I'm not even worried about that. <laughs> well, you want some uh, real welders? I got a five eighths uh, liquid cooled uh, synchro wave three hundred AC DC TIG welder. I say, depending on the, uh... and I got a Delta three hundred MIG welder. 230 volt. Yeah. I was say the pedal on with the price. With the plug on the wall. Yeah. All you got to do is just have somebody wired in. I got the cable and everything with the plug. So the pedal on the price, that might be up for a uh, for a um, road trip. <laughs> no, I have both of them in my garage. It came out of my family's tool and dive shop. So Yeah. And I can show you a picture of both welders and me welding my uh, father's uh, big engine uh, headers with them. Nice. Take a while to know. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the weird thing is like. That was 10 uh, years ago, too. (laughs) The weird thing is like I've TIG welded, but I've never actually MIG welded. I either do, uh, I either do flux core or stick or occasionally TIG. It's like I've never actually used a MIG welder before. (laughs) No. No. I've used every kind of welder. Yeah. It's like when I, I worked for a uh, soy milk plant and we were uh, a couple of the guys actually um, convinced the boss to get us equipment because like, you know, if these pipes broke, we had to wait for a mobile welder to come or we had or a pipe to come from Germany or something. He's like, dude, we can make this stuff in-house and you know, so we started doing it. Like the, the only thing I know how to do is I know how to use that Lincoln TIG welder on that type of pipe <laughs> on those settings. It, it, it's something I'm starting to get in. Like I'm starting to get into the the craft, but I'm not there yet. Hmm, it's all practice, man. Yeah, but the thing is, is that we're talking about skill sets, practical skill sets. Yeah. I'm so drunk right now and so stupid. Practical skill sets are what is needed. It's it's actual tangible information that is making you a producer, not a consumer. Right. It's skills that nobody can take away from me. Correct. Although, if you saw the pictures of that accident I had the other day, uh, it's like, that... Almost no, took a... you fucked up, made a mistake, and you yeah. paid for it. Yeah, it's like, like that almost took a few things away from me, like my life. <laughs> but um, 
Well, I didn't comment yeah. on it because it's your own dumbass fault. Right, and, and that's like, like I was telling my, uh, my my one friend Kelly, I'm like, dude, like, no, I I'm a dumbass. I knew better, but I did it anyway. And that's why I didn't say yeah. nothing. Yeah, and I wasn't going to give you any fucking credibility as a woe is me. I oh no, I don't give a no. fuck how you hurt yourself. Your dumbass did some dumbass shit, right? And you pay the. And now you ain't gonna do no more dumbass in the future with that way. No, I'm not. It, it, and like I, like I told her, I said, dude, the trailer has a winch on it. The controller is broken on the winch, so you have to use uh, jumper cables. So I didn't feel like going through all that, and I'm like, the damn thing runs. I'm just gonna drive it right up there, and then. Boom! Pow! <laughs> ping! Pow! Yeah. Ding! Dow! Yeah! Ah, fuck! Yeah. Next thing I know, I'm on the ground with a 500-pound lawnmower on top of me. Not how I planned that day <laughs> to go out. Ding dong pop. But you know, but again, you know, I was actually impressed with how long it ran while it was on its side too. That was actually pretty impressive. <laughs> it- <laughs> <laughs> like I'm still on the, I'm still I'm just, I'm still laying on the ground like like I, I'm still... I can just imagine this thing just... <laughs> like like I'm... <laughs> yeah because I'm laying there on the ground still. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to reach for the key because uh, this thing ain't shutting off. And then it finally, like, I guess ran out of whatever fuel was in the uh, in the Car fuel bowl here. and <laughs> finally shut off. And then, like, I looked down, there's just oil everywhere. I'm like, great, now I have all this to clean up, too. <laughs> Wetch it up. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's you would have found the hard spot <laughs> if you wenched it. <laughs> you wenched it. You're really like, oh, it hits right here. Yeah. Well, no, I knew exactly where it would have hit. I was just expecting to be. I I went up there with enough speed that I thought it would just kind of hop it, and then no, it, it was it was a dumb idea from conception to. Conclusion. Yeah, and I guess the deck didn't move. No. <laughs> but um. No, but that particular machine, I believe, is cursed. Because like I've had nothing but problems with it since last year, and now it's tried to kill me. <laughs> you know, yeah, it is, man. Like, I think the I think that thing's taking a one way trip to the scrapyard. Hey, it's well, already it's already drained the most of its oil. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it is what it is. Yeah. So I mean, uh, what do you think of the Libertarian Party right now? Do you think the Mises Caucus is going to overtake Reno? And uh, do you think that uh, where we sit right now, as far as libertarians, do you think there's enough unity that actually can produce something that's tangible as far as public policy, or do you think we're still all fucked? All right. I need to – I got to come clean on one thing. I didn't even know what the hell a Mises caucus was until probably a month or two ago. I never heard of such a thing. So I don't know enough about that. 
Like I, I just knew I'm a libertarian because these are the values that I have put in place. Well, they're yeah. an institution that's about to take over leadership of the Libertarian Party. So, right. I think right now libertarians. I think we're in a position where libertarians have a real audience. You know, after Trump, after Biden, I think people really are looking for, okay, this can't possibly be the best that that we have to, to choose from. You know, I think, I think people are really finally in a position where if we could, Stop the infighting. People will listen. I'm starting to feel like we we are hitting that point. Well, the infighting is because we have people that have been lifelong libertarians, or we have people that are uh, trying to use the political pa- uh, the political platform for their own uh, agenda under the libert libertarian policy guidelines so i mean um when i look at mises caucus i'm uh, like hmm yeah y'all ain't the savior yeah when i look at all libertarians i'm like eh, y'all ain't the savior either when i look at anarchists i'm like mm, y'all ain't got no motherfucking skills what the fuck y'all talking about mm, y'all ain't the savior either because like, like i'm anarchist i'm like mm, because so, I, I feel like like where I, if you know those uh, political questionnaire things, they usually put me in what I guess minarchist. Because like I don't like you know somewhere around 2015, I, I'm just like, I don't know, man. Something's like yeah, you know, like this was like 2014, 2015. I never really paid attention to politics before, and I'm like. You know, I guess I consider myself a Republican. Uh, I, it's like I guess maybe, uh, and and then like a, a friend started. He's like, "Well, have you ever heard of libertarianism?" And I'm like, "No." Like, what is this? He says, "You know, think of it like a." He he called him. He says that what he called himself was a constitutional conservative. He goes, you know, that's probably about where you would, uh, or a constitutional something. How the hell did he word it? I don't think it was conservative. You know how I word it, South Jersey libertarian, Eric? What's that? You know how I word it? I say, are you a human being? Yes or no. But, like he was saying, like, you know, the way that the libertarians believe is basically just leave you alone. Whatever you like I was talking to, like I have a, a a trans friend, and you know a lot of people are very rude to her, and she came to me and says, you know, what's Spike Cohen's uh, views on to on trans? I, I I straight up sent her a video that he had talking about. I said the thing is, is like whether or not a person agrees with you is whether is neither here nor there whether a person is willing to leave you alone and let you do what you what you're going to do as long as it doesn't affect anybody else that's what matters you have to understand though it's the conviction and the thought process 
you know so it, i'm gonna i'm gonna use the uh example okay a libertarian goes to prison okay in california Ugh. And says, well, I don't, and it doesn't matter what race, color, creed that libertarian is. He goes to prison as a libertarian, right? So yeah. he, he has to deal with prison politics now. And his perception of politics or her perception of politics is, is that, well, I, you know, I'm a libertarian. You know, I think we should all live together in peace and harmony. And then everybody's like, no, no, I don't think so. If you're down with X, Y, Z. As far as which group, you know, is affiliated with whatever skin color that is affiliated with that person, whether female, male, whatever the fuck you are, you, you're affiliated with that color. Those are the politics of that prison system. Okay, what are you going to do now? Your rhetoric and your thought process doesn't matter according to that system right. of life. So when we talk about systems of life and we talk about politics and we talk about where people come from uh, uh, as far as these systems, you know, it, it, it depends on how do you survive? Where do you draw your security from? Who are you? Is it better to draw your security from a government affiliation or is it better to draw your security from your own self-affiliation saying, I can do X, Y, Z. I know I can work on this. I know I can work on that. Doesn't matter the application. I know I can apply this knowledge to X, Y, Z, B, D, A. Actually, you know what? It's funny. I can just go by A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, F, yeah, yeah. I'm so drunk. I, I, I don't know my ABCs. Right. When I'm not driving anywhere, I'm on a podcast called The Lunatic Libertarian, which I'm a lunatic, so... See, like, like you're you're talking about skill sets. Yes. All right. So here's a there's a guy I watch on uh, YouTube. His name is Musty One. He does a lot of Volkswagen and small engine work. Does he have skill sets in those attributes? Yes, he does. But okay. Name another one. What's the next one you watch? Uh, another guy I watch uh, South Main Auto. Okay. What does he do? He does auto repair. Uh, what? Everything. He, okay, he what's gets, the next one? I was like, he gets a lot of stuff where the dealer tried to charge this guy $2,000 and... Oh, okay, yeah, so he's selling yeah. you against the dealer to the small time guy. Well, okay, well, what's not the next one? Well, not necessarily. It's usually like a, you know, three shops could... Whether it's it. homemade or whatever, the guy can yeah. solve the problem. It doesn't matter. What's the next guy? Uh, I watch a lot of automotive stuff. <laughs> Eric the car guy? Yeah, or Eric Carr guy, Linus. He's wrong. I don't know shit. Oh, he, I. What's that one guy that drives that uh, Corvette uh, that loves Toyota? Oh, uh, Scotty Kilmer. Yep, he's annoying as fuck. What's the next yes, guy? I say uh, Linus Texas. Scanner Danner? Oh, Scanner Danner. That dude's badass. You know that he is actually on the Pico scope, which one of the baddest fucking lab scopes you can ever own? Yeah. Yeah. Scanner Danner's the shit. Yeah, he, um, that dude's freaking awesome. Yeah, he's legit. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, he is one of the guys that uh, that Eric um, Eric O from South Main Auto. He he does a lot of work with him. You uh, ever him. go to PicoScope on YouTube? Uh, no, but I have one. 
You have a how many channel? Two? Uh, four. I think it, I think it's a four channel. I mean, it's not really mine. It's ours. <laughs> but you got a kit that goes with it for all the connections. Yeah, and yeah. I got the uh, got all the connections and all that. It's like I've actually I've actually used that for uh, motherboard diagnosis on computers as well. <laughs> Definitely not what it's quote. I, I mean, I guess it's an oscilloscope, so it's designed for whatever the oscilloscope's designed for. But well, it just depends yeah. on the sample rate. Yeah, doesn't matter the signal. Just depend, yeah. it just depends on the sample rate. Right, and it's like I also watch like a lot of a lot of computer and tech stuff. I watch a lot of. Uh, well, you got the can yeah. lines and all that. So, yeah. what's the sample on that? Five hundred nanoseconds. Yeah. Or at five hundred uh, underscore US. Yeah, and they're like, I think you mentioned during the Zoom call, right to repair. There's another yes, guy. Yes, that's a law that's coming up very much. There's that a... is going to fuck everyone if you can't get your shit fixed at your local auto center. Yeah, you're but... going to be fucked. Well, John Deere is another person fucking people in the fuck john or... deere because yeah uh vice actually did a story about john deere and the right to repair act yeah and um john deere trying to take the equipment away from farmers for that uh hacking or yeah. buying uh hack software but yeah the software is not available to the farmer yeah but what i was gonna say is like there's another guy lewis rossman uh if you ever Look him up on YouTube. He does. Uh, he his primary thing is like MacBook or an Apple computer repair, where like he does board level repairs, and he's been very vocal in the right to repair, but you know situation because a if you know Apple chooses it's just a circuit board, right? But if Apple chooses to say, you know what, no, only Apple. Only we can do those repairs, and like he can't get schematics anymore. He's basically out of business. Okay, now look up Elon Musk. I know, yeah. You mean what? What he's worth, or no? Look up Elon Musk and uh, the Right to Repair Act, as far as repairing Teslas or uh, rejuvenating uh, total Teslas. There was an individual on uh, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast a long, long time ago. Yeah. It was actually yeah. fucking years ago. Literally, it was, it was probably like fucking 10 years ago this guy was on Joe Rogan's podcast. It's a black dude. Oh, um, you're talking about Rich Rebuilds. Yes, yes, that's the dude. Yeah. Was... Told Elon Musk to go fuck himself, and they shut, and, and yeah. he's and, shutting off all his Teslas. And uh, Rich Rebuilds put an LS engine in a Tesla uh, a couple years ago. But yeah, the if you type in if you Google Elon Musk right to repair, I do remember him being very against it. But uh, yeah, there's really only one article which was you know that that he fight that he fights it. But there's a whole bunch of videos from like like engineer uh, fed. Elon uh, Musk is not the very the yeah, savior every, of the human race. I was gonna say everybody's uh, going nuts. Like, oh, I hope he. Hope he buys Twitter. You know he'll uh, save the, the free. I speech. hope he stops looking like the Omen. Yeah, it's like you know he. I hope he stops looking like the Omen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's like, but the thing is, like, like you said, he's 
fighting against the right to repair, and you know these people are basically sucking his dick. <laughs> you know, well, worshiping other people and do your right. own thing. Why am I going to worship you? Oh, you're you got thirteen billion dollars. You know what's funny is your thirteen billion dollars doesn't mean anything with a yeah. five five six directed at you in the correct way, right? Or a seven six two. Or a three oh six, or no. a nine millimeter, or whatever great, whatever measurement you want to take. I have I, a fist that's the size of it's probably measured like thirteen inches around. Yeah. <laughs> like another thing, bringing up guns. Sorry, I'm yawning so much, but bringing up guns. Like I mentioned, my my trans friend, um, she's wanting to know, like. What I think, because she's been in a mental hospital before for a suicide attempt. Uh-huh. So she is not allowed to own the firearm. And that's probably a state law. Yeah. Like, would you agree or disagree that she should or should not own a firearm? Well, it's all about personal protection. Yeah, I mean... now. Uh, it goes in the same in in the same aspect. Is a person of the right mind to take their own life, right? If they feel it's necessary. Yeah, like well, my, who the fuck are you to tell me what I'm supposed to do in my own life? Right, and it's like my brother is in prison, and like he's talking about how you know he he's never going to be able to own a firearm and all this. I'm like, well, you. I'm like, well, you did kind of go to jail for a violent offense. But well, then, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I'm also like, like this one is internal struggles. Like, but that was also at this point almost 20 years ago. Because I think he's, uh, I think he went in 2010. So it's like really like 15 years ago. Like he's going to spend a total of I think like 15 or 16 years in prison. It's like, but he his his offense had nothing to do with firearms. So, well, that doesn't matter to the state. Yeah, that doesn't matter to the state. It's like, because he was asking me, like, you know, do you think that when I get out... I didn't out, commit a violent offense. I right. didn't go to prison. Still lost my right to own a firearm according to the state. You're like, that's what's even more fucked up. Like, but I could, I the could funny un- thing is, is that it's not to be infringed, so it's a violation yeah. of my constitutional rights. It is. Way. Like, I could... Like, like this is like one of the things where it's like the internal struggle of I could almost understand like if you held up a shop at gunpoint. No, just remember yeah. Dick Cheney uh, yeah. blew the face off of somebody else that yeah. he was hunting with. And yeah. he was cool just because he was the vice president. Exactly. It's so like, don't tell me about the safety of a firearm yeah. or anything like that. Like one of the things like I, I had a conversation with a coworker a couple of weeks ago, because we were talking about how New Jersey, what do they call it, Castle Doctrine, does not have a Castle Doctrine. Like if if there is, if there is a way for you to escape your home, it's all you, dependent. You, Castle you, Doctrine just depends on how it's all written, right? But the way New Jersey writes it is, you know, if you if you have a back door, you could flee, flee from you. You do not shoot at that person. That's 
that's breaking into your house. Well, then why do I have a castle doctrine if I'm supposed to flee my castle? Yeah. I'm supposed to protect it. Right. That's that what sounds like, fucking ridiculous. Well, I'm saying they're anti-castle doctrine. But well, that other, just sounds fucking ridiculous, man. How how can you well, have it both ways? Well, New Jersey, like New Jersey, you pretty much can't get a concealed carry. And uh, why you know, would like, you? Well, uh, can you get an open carry? Um, for the right price. And pay the money. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, um, like New Jersey's <laughs> very is. I don't know if we're worse than California or not. But like when I was in Wisconsin, I managed to get a concealed carry, but I couldn't bring it back to New Jersey. And like my thing, like with that, it, like yeah, was, it's a state thing. That's why. Yeah, like we were talking to, I was talking to a coworker, and I'm like, you know, when I got the concealed carry in Wisconsin, I had to go through mental checks, I had to go through extensive firearm training, background checks. Like, what do I know about you? If I have, a, if I had to conceal carry, you know what I had to go through to get that, and where my mental health is, and where, what my background—you know, not necessarily what my background is—but you know that I don't have any violent offenses. You know, all this. But well, that's, I, that's like, because what, it's all registered with the state. What does yeah, it matter? I know, but I'm just the saying, thing like, is, is if you if you are amendment that says that it is not to be infringed. That shouldn't matter your right. your mental state or not because um, if you are mentally ill or whatever and yeah. you have access to a firearm, uh, the thing is is that uh, usually you will not have access to a firearm if you're mentally ill in most common aspects of life, correct? Right. But also, like, if the person doesn't have access, I mean, if the person is dead set on killing himself, they're going to run a car in their garage. They're going to slit their wrist. They're going to. My buddy took it. You know, take uh, poison. A rope, you know, put it around, a tr- around his neck and just got in his fucking van and, and floored until his head came off. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Wow. There was a, um, a guy I know, he worked at a, uh, a metal yard down here, and uh, the night before, one of his co-workers asked if he could work late. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. You know, the guy had keys to the building. And um, the next morning, you know, this guy I know, he walked in, found his co-worker hanging from a rafter. If somebody wants to kill themselves, they're going to kill themselves whether they have a gun or not. Hmm. And, yeah, I, th- I think suicide by gun is probably like the highest rate yeah. in the United States right now yeah. versus even murder. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you, if you, I think as far as like the death statistics go, if you take out suicide, you know, guns basically have. I wouldn't say damn near zero, but a very a low, very low percentage of hom- of uh, homicides. Uh, homicides. Well, guns don't yeah. kill people. People kill people. The right. thing is, is that people are not going to solve problems by taking away guns from people. They're only going to take away their civil liberties. So, um, Eric, we're running on uh, almost yeah. uh, seventy minutes here. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say that. Uh, where can people find you? 
I think you're starting a podcast. Or you have a podcast. You've been doing I, some live streams. I did a live stream a couple months ago, but like I'm on YouTube, South Jersey Libertarian. I'm on Facebook, South Jersey Libertarian. I think I'm even on Twitter under the same name. I think. <laughs> I am on TikTok, although I've only ever used that twice. Actually, I think I've used TikTok more than YouTube, to be fair. But... Well, yeah, I appreciate you for coming on the Lunatic Libertarian because yeah. I'm Justin Lomas. I'm the Lunatic Libertarian. And um, we we both follow Spike Cohen. We're on the uh, Money Zoom every month. Yep. Uh, South Jersey uh, Libertarian is on Facebook. Find him. He's a meme page also. He's That's talking what I, shit to everybody out there. Yeah, I do. I probably do more memes than anything else. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, once I get moved into my new place, I'm going to try to start the uh, podcast again when I actually have a place to do it. Rock and roll, man. Well, I appreciate you being on the Lunatic Libertarian, and I appreciate you uh, participating in uh, Muddy Zoom and getting your ideas out to the uh, uh, former Libertarian Party Vice President of 2022, Spike Cohen, uh, getting uh, your ideas out to other uh, spread the message of liberty to everybody and uh, being a lunatic as you do it because everybody's time is precious and what you spend your time doing, hopefully you get results. Yep. So I'm trying to get results. <laughs> well, don't try. Just yeah. get them. Do Keep or do pushing not. forward and, yeah. until you get them. Was it Star Trek, Star Wars, do or do not? There is no try. Uh yeah. no, there is a, uh, there is no can't that came from Rocky. Yeah, here's the mind killer came from Dune, and David Goggins said, "Get off the fucking couch and stop being a bitch." Yeah, I I actually like that one the best. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Although I'm currently in Facebook jail for uh, a comment on Matt and Spike's uh, page saying that people that report things are female dogs. Yeah, well, whatever. And, I literally worded it that way, and that's why I'm in jail. They're going to catch you one way or another, and your social credits will only buy whatever they tell you you can have. Yep. But this I, is the Lunatic Libertarian. Watch out for centralized Bitcoin. Don't buy into the facade. Get some skill sets. Learn how to do shit again. Rely on yourself. Thank thy neighbor by producing something for them that they can consume and they'll give something back to you that you can consume. This is the way of humanity, ladies and gentlemen. Lunatic Libertarian Live is coming soon. I am out here with South Jersey Libertarian Eric. Uh, Brunhammer is how you say your last name, correct? You actually said it 100% correct. You're one of very few. Because I'm a fucking crazy asshole that doesn't need any kind of linguistics to actually accomplish reading your last name. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. All right, brother, man. I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. I love all my listeners. I love all my guests. Hit me up. Spotify. Anchor FM. Lunatic Libertarian. Getting out here. Getting all the interviews I can with all the libertarians I can. And you will see me next time. I'm the lunatic. Libertarian. All right. All right, brother, man. Take it easy. You too.